Okay, guys, welcome to today's ep. Um, I'm going to share my story and explain how it can help you. I'm going to explain the tools that I use to get sober in three hours. Uh, and yeah, just, just give you some hints and tips to help you on your own journey as well. So before I do that, I'm going to have a drink of my tea. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is the alcohol free in 30 days challenge. So over 30 days, I help you quit drinking and I have a refund policy where if you don't feel, if you don't lose all of your cravings for alcohol, then I will refund you the money provided you do the work. So there's always that proviso because you know what? I can give you the keys and I can give you the car, but if you don't drive it anywhere, then you're not going to get anywhere. So really important just to put in that work. But I have done this for so long, 14 years um, of working with people. I've studied many, many courses. I've helped myself a lot, still continue to. And I have been able to condense the information that you need to get right to the guts instead of fluffing around and giving you all of this crap that you don't need. We just get to the guts of it, pull out that weed of craving alcohol, and then you can just go on your merry way. Hello, Matthew. Um, so first thing I want to talk about is journaling. Journaling, uh, it's something that I've done for many, many years. Like it's a really important tool and it's simple and it's free. You don't need to buy any fancy diaries. I mean, two bucks for a notepad at Kmart, okay? So you, you do need to spend a little bit of money to get the book. But, you know, it's, it's very simple to do. And what journaling does is that all of the madness, all of the chaos, all of the overwhelming here, you can put it down on paper. And so when you do that, that just outlays everything that's going on in here and it just helps you get really clear about that. So that's something that I've kind of been doing anyway. But when it happens, so I've done it a few, well, I stopped and started many times with my drinking, right? And the one thing that kept coming, kept me getting sucked back in, I need to find my words, but I'm a bit all over the shop this morning. Um, but the one thing that kept me pulled back into it or falling back into it was what everyone else thought. That was my biggest thing. Like I admit, I'm a, I'm a people pleaser. I am happy to admit that. I have no problems with being that. But sometimes it can be to our detriment, us people pleasers, where we're trying to please everybody else and we hurt ourselves in the process. And so I knew I needed to clear that trigger, okay? So that was one aspect. Now, the morning when I woke up, I my housemate and I had, had four bottles of wine and I felt like shit and I knew I was I was done. That was it. I just I that was it. I'd had enough. Like I was just the stopping and starting and I was just sick of myself. I'd sabotaged relationships. I'd made a fool of myself. I'd done all this stupid shit. And I knew that I just it was just time to grow up, basically. And so one little statement that did help me was you've had your fun, it's time to grow up. Um, because it kept me on my path of going, I've got bigger things to do with my life. I've got more to do and more to create. And this is just getting in the friggin' way. And so I kept saying that to myself and reinforcing that to myself. I've got a few mantras, which you do learn in the Alcohol Free in 30 Days Challenge, which help 
rewire your thinking so that you can change your beliefs around alcohol. And so um, when I woke up, I started tapping or doing emotional freedom technique. So emotional freedom technique is it, you just tap on your meridian points, so on your karate chop point, top of your head, inner eyebrow, outer eyebrow, underneath on the bone here, under your nose, chin, collarbone, and under your arm. Now, it feels silly, okay? And some people, like clients that I've worked with that we've done that, like they, they didn't, some people like it, some people don't. But you don't actually have to do the tapping to get the same result. So when I did it, hang on, connection. When I did it, I was clearing a lot of stuff. So I pictured this scenario in my head. And so this is what you want to do. You go, step one, what scenario is the most triggering for me? So in that case, it was Jody, my housemate and my best friend, saying to me, um, do you want a bottle of wine? Do you want to get a bottle of wine? And it would bring up all of this emotion and this trigger of like I knew I wanted to say no, but then the old habit wanted to say yes. And so there was this friction. And this is what you find is that when you say, when you decide you want to stop drinking, you're so used to saying yes to alcohol. Now you're saying no to alcohol. So you're creating this internal friction in yourself, all right? It's actually called limbic friction. And so with the limbic friction, there's this visceral feeling that you get in your mind and body. So there's a panic. You go into fight-flight response, right, where you are like, I need to make this decision, and you can't think straight. So when we're in fight-flight, it literally makes us go dumb, okay? We can't think straight. We can't think laterally because our amygdala is firing off and our frontal lobe ain't working. There's just lights are on, no one's home type thing. The frontal lobe is what drives us and helps us make conscious decisions, okay? And so with overuse of alcohol, it actually, it doesn't deaden it, but I'm just using the term just for, you know, description, but it deadens your frontal lobe to the point where you're just not using this much anymore. And so you're constantly on chasing this dopamine hit. And then when you deprive yourself of the dopamine hit, your amygdala starts firing, releasing cortisol, and then you start stressing and getting, you're like freaking out. And so understanding this, when I was going through it, I was like, and, and as I was doing it, I was also learning myself as well, going, ah, so this is the trigger point. This is that trigger moment, which I teach in my Sobriety Unleashed course or training, which is a bonus in the Alcohol Free and 30 Days Challenge. But the trigger point, that moment of you feeling all of this stuff in your mind and body, and it creates this panic. And so usually we drink over the top of it because guess what? It gets rid of the feeling. And so the feeling goes away. We get that relief. Then the next day we feel like crap and we regret it and over and over and over and over it goes. And so when you understand this mechanism in your brain and your body and what's actually going on physically, it helps you recognize, okay, all right, so someone's offered me a drink. Um... I can say, and, then, and you sort of slow yourself down a bit. So you don't need to panic and make an like answer the answer the offer straight away, right? So same the scenario of a friend offering you a drink. There's this panic, this internal like, I, I want to please her or him. I want to, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to create conflict. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Like blah 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 blah, all that other crap that we that we have going on in our minds. 
but I know I want to stop. And so we end up in this conflict of choice. And the conflict of choice, another thing I talk about in the Alpha Offering, the challenge, but the conflict of choice is where we are stuck in this bind between we want to stop, we know the benefits of stopping drinking, but we also are still receiving benefits from drinking. And so there's this like, it's, it's this four, um, it's a quadrant, right? So the quadrant is, so you've got the pleasure to drink in one part of the quadrant. I could draw it, but um, oh, that's all right. I'll explain it. One part of the quad quadrant is the pleasure to drink. It's fun. I get social. I get to feel confident. I can let my hair down. I relax after work, yada, yada, yada. Then there's the pain to drink. So hangovers, anxiety, and I've just realised I've left my washing on the line and it is pissing down rain. Oh, well. um, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's all this pain to drink, right? So you've got those two. Then on the other side, you've got the pleasure to not drink. So the pleasure to not drink, feeling healthy, clear-minded, performing better at work, better relationships, right? So you've got this. Then down the bottom is the pain to not drink. So the pain to not drink is missing out, not being included, um, uh, the social anxiety, feeling more self-conscious, all my triggers are coming up about the things that I've been drinking over the top of. And so we are kind of pinballing, pinballing, that's the word, yes, pinballing, I was an 80s kid, so here we go, pinballing um, between all of these four different sections and that's why we feel so torn and that's why we start to panic because we're like logically we know that that the drinking isn't good for us logically we know that we are going to get great benefit from it but because we're still so attached to the drinking and the reason the benefits of drinking then that's what fucks us up basically and so what happens is hey everyone that's joining uh so the best way to get out of this, first of all, is you've got to slow down, all right? You've got to slow down your mind and your body and don't don't make a decision yet, all right? So when you slow yourself down, you're getting yourself out of fight flight. You're getting out of this panic and this fear of like I need to please someone or I need to give an answer or whatever. And so when you slow yourself down, so someone said, do you want to drink? And, you know, text message, you've got plenty of time to decide, right? And you just slow yourself down and go, okay, why do I need this? Why do I need this drink? What's going on in my body? And you start to become more aware of what's happening in your mind, in your body, and you're able to catch yourself in that moment. So that was a bit of a digression from what I did. So what I was using was tapping, and there's lots of different techniques that you can use. So I use my welcoming technique, um, my acceptance meditation uh, hypnosis helps, journaling helps, right? So there's all different tools that you can use, but it's basically doing the same thing. It is calming you down enough to make a logical decision, all right? And, you know, yesterday, um, and if you want to go back, check out my video from yesterday, my live from yesterday. Yeah, now it's really bucketing down. There's my washing. Anyway, um, the, yesterday's video, I do talk a lot more about dopamine and how we're trying to chase that dopamine hit. And when you have that need for that dopamine hit, when you're able to recognize, I'm just chasing this, this feeling, right? I'm chasing the pleasure of drinking, 
where the dopamine has been associated, drinking itself doesn't, like alcohol itself doesn't cause the dopamine rise, right? It's the association to alcohol that creates the dopamine rise. And so the parties and the being around friends or the sitting at home after a hard day at work, that's the trigger. The alcohol, take out alcohol. Now, I'm not saying alcohol is not addictive, okay, so it does have a physical component to it. But when you can look at it in this way, because there's all different levels, levels and layers of, of understanding it. But when you when you know what's going on, like that's all I'm doing. All I'm doing right now is just chasing this dopamine hit because I want to feel good and confident right now with my friends at this party. And when you're able to have that little conversation with yourself, then you're like, okay, yep, all I'm chasing is this feeling. That's all I'm chasing right now. And guess what? I'm here. I'm doing this thing, right? Now, one thing that really came up for me when I stopped my social anxiety or reason why I was mainly drinking in the first place and my ability to connect with people, all of those issues just started coming up to the surface. Like I had a panic attack. I was going to a 50th birthday with my oldest, closest girlfriends who I grew up with, went to primary school, kindergarten with, known since I was five years old, and I knew that they'd all be drinking and I had a panic attack, not because of the alcohol, but because of the social anxiety. I got myself into such a state and such a fear around that, that I knew that I needed to work with that as well. So that's what came up. So the alcohol, I was able to get myself off needing alcohol in the three hours. And in those three hours, I cleared that big visceral trigger of um, for the ones that have just joined, the my housemate saying, do you want a bottle of wine? And so as I was tapping, I was gagging. I was, I was letting myself feel the feelings that I've been trying to push down for years and years and years and decades, basically. And I just let that come up. And so that's the, the drinking, quitting drinking part is fucking easy. Like, honestly, we, we do it all the time, right? We drink and then the next day we wake up. And then we go about our day. We don't feel so great, but that's what we do. So you can stop drinking. It's the keeping stopping that's the challenge. And, again, I don't like installing the word challenge because when we say it's a challenge, even though I'll call my challenge a challenge, um, different kind of challenge, though, but we the, the language that we use makes it harder, okay? Whereas if we kind of go, it's easy, it's going to be easy, like this is fun, it's easy, I'm going to learn so much and you get excited and you flip it out of dread, out of fear, out of anxiety and into I'm excited about this, I'm excited about what's to come, I'm excited about this next phase of my life, like this is awesome, this is so cool that I get to now consciously create my life. Instead of just bumbling along and drinking through my chaos, um, now I'm letting go of that out of my life so that I can put my time, my energy, my money, my focus into creating all of these other things. And then when you flip it from the negative, okay, so you're no longer, like I, I actually say in the challenge, in the 30-day challenge, to... Um, let go, to move on, to stop dwelling in this energy, 
like I see organisations, it's getting better. It really is. But there are some organisations, and I think I bash this organisation every video, but <laughs> look, it helps a lot of people, but it's archaic, right? It's so behind. But people are marrying themselves to an organisation for their whole entire lives, and so they're still talking about something they did 20 years ago or 30 years ago, and it's not necessary. Like, all this is is you just stopping doing something. And when you trivialise it like that, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, you know, like there are those people, they go, oh, I had to stop drinking. I don't know, I just stopped. I just woke up one day and I'd had enough. And it's all about how you perceive that. So if you make it all big and hard and scary and challenging in your mind, it will keep tripping you up, tripping you up, tripping you up because you're telling your brain, you're telling your body that it's hard and it slows your body down. Like have you ever tried to go for a run, for example? I've done this many times myself. And instead of getting excited about it, I've dreaded it. And so that slowed me down. And so something that I taught myself, I don't run anymore, I do on the beach, but um, is to align my body, to straighten my body up and just feel really aligned. And when I felt aligned, then I felt more strong and I actually started enjoying running. Um when we doubt something and when we're negative about something, it makes it 10 times harder. You're actually releasing different chemicals through your mind and body which slow you down. And so when you've got this dread, when you think alcohol is this almighty being, when it's just a fucking liquid, then it's going to feel hard. It just does. Like one of my mantras is it's just a liquid. It's just a silly little liquid. And all you're doing is letting go of a silly little liquid. That's it. There's, there's nothing profound about it. And when you, when you start, like, training yourself to see it in that way, then it does feel easy. It is easy, right? Um, yes, there's some work involved. But when you come at it with, like, a bring it on mindset of, like, I'll just take whatever comes at me, bring it on. Bring it on, I'm open to it. When you have that mindset about it, then it, it is easy. It is easy because now you're getting excited about what's, what's to come, what you can create, what body you can build or what relationship you can start or improve, um, the things you can do with your kids. The, there's just a million other things that you could be doing than thinking and worrying about alcohol or talking about how you used to be. Um, any questions? No? I don't want to push anyone to hurry up and type. <laughs> um, what else can I add to that? Yeah, so I guess just to round out my, my the day that I stopped drinking, I did it in three hours, so I just did the, the tapping, okay? And, again, all you're doing, like the whole process behind emotional freedom technique or CBT or um, the Sedona method or, God, there's so many, is you're exposing yourself to the feeling. Like, and, and like my welcome meditation, my acceptance meditations, all I do in my work is expose you to the feeling so you can actually bring it up, feel it, be okay with it, and then it just starts to diminish in your mind and body. 
That's that's the guts of it. It's really that simple. And it doesn't matter. There's many ways to do it. Um, also just logic of understanding why what you're, what's happening in your body. That makes a huge difference as well. So that's it for today, guys. Again, the link is in the description for the Alcohol Free in 30 Days Challenge. Uh, if you're on Instagram, it's on my bio um, and the link's there, the sobertribe.com forward slash AF, as in alcohol free. So I will talk to you guys very soon. Have an awesome day.